0: welcome back to brojo online special coronavirus edition because you know everyone's just capitalizing on that bollocks slowly. all generations go through a massive upheaval all generations of humans have had uh, world wars industrial revolution plagues civilizations coming and going and yet the one that we're facing might be the biggest one yet We've got artificial intelligence, we've got overpopulation, we've got climate change, we've got space travel, and we've got all these unprecedented issues coming up because of these things. So today we're going to talk about how to survive the potential human apocalypse to be one of the few who make it through. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity. Now this COVID-19 coronavirus thing has shown us something. It's shown us how fragile our system is. It's shown us how quickly a virus can spread around the entire planet. It's shown us how easily a career can fall apart if you're not allowed to leave your house. It's shown us all sorts of things. It's shown us some good things, how well we can communicate with each other online. But it's also shown us how much we can panic each other with their communication. Most of all, it's shown us how unprepared we are for something like this to happen. We had to make it up on the fly. We had China building hospitals overnight. We've had governments scrambling to come up with border control and isolation ideas. We've had people peering over each other's shoulders, kind of saying, well, what are you going to do about it? I'll just copy you. It's like we didn't see this coming, even though we really should have seen this coming. I mean, we've had plagues before, even recently we had an almost Ebola outbreak, and yet we're still unprepared. So, I want to make sure that in modern times, we are constantly under threat. I guess you'd say of perpetual change, of unexpected events, completely changing the system. You know, how to become a person who thrives in such an environment? Run someone who drowns. COVID 19 showed us how many people are devastated just because they have to stay home for a few weeks. And this isn't an insult to those people, but it shows you the things that we thought were stable and safe, like our jobs or our social lives, can be completely wiped out overnight. And there are some people who may lose their livelihood, who may suffer poverty because of this. There are others whose health, will be severely affected there are some who the isolation and loneliness will affect them psychologically in a devastating way there are a lot of people who just weren't prepared for something like this and they been crushed by it and there are others who aren't there are others who tick along just fine i know this will sound maybe arrogant but i am one of those people this thing has affected me it's caused me to stay in New Zealand, when I was supposed to go back to Europe, it's changed all my plans. It's made doing things like workshops unfeasible for me, yet I'm fine for now. <laughs> Watch the space. And it's because I have been preparing for stuff like this It's because I have been expecting things like this to happen and building up a lifestyle and a psyche that can handle stuff like this. I've been working on it deliberately. And there's nothing special about me, anyone can do this work, I think. And today I want to talk about what that work is. I want you to just stop for a second and realise how many things you thought were safe and guaranteed and have been shown to not be since this uh, kind of thing took off. Notice how you thought your job was guaranteed and all of a sudden you're not working. How you thought your health was guaranteed and all of a sudden this virus comes out for which there is no cure. How you thought your general lifestyle, something as simple as going to buy toilet paper was guaranteed. And now you're finding the shelves empty because all of these lunatics are for some reason stocking up on an item that has nothing to do with the disease. So I want you to realize that your your safe mode, your belief in safety and belief in guaranteed outcomes is delusional. It's outdated. There is no guarantees. There are no guarantees. There is no safety. What this virus has shown us is simply the truth of life, which is at any point in time, we are completely fragile. But that doesn't mean we're hopeless. It means we need to be a species or at least each one of us needs to be individuals. Who are capable of handling big, unexpected, crushing changes. We need to become extremophiles. We need to become highly adaptable, quickly evolving creatures. That adapt to change without fragility. I'm not a huge fan of Nassim Talib, But his book, Anti-Fragile, kind of paints a picture of what we're talking about here. There are certain people... Who are doing better because of this rather than worse and we need to learn what's different about those people many of you are currently in jobs or learning something in university for something that's going to be obsolete in the near future you know i have a friend or two who works in pharmaceuticals and or pharmacists or something in that realm and already we've seen that there are Artificially intelligent robots who do the job more reliably and more effectively. It's only a matter of time before these robots are taught to fake compassion. And all of a sudden there's no more need for pharmacists. This is just one example of many. Architecture. Even music. There are even robots that can create orchestral symphonies so convincing. That a well trained audience can't tell if it was done by a human or a machine. There are a lot of us who aren't prepared to lose our career our vocation. We've kind of put all our eggs in one basket. And if a computer was to come along and do that better, we would be out on the bread lines, just like what happened when Henry Ford figured out how to make production lines for cars, all of a sudden, thousands of jobs became obsolete overnight. Think of what happened to the people who bred horses for horse and carriages when the automobile came out. Think how quickly their livelihood fell to pieces. Think what happened to people working in the boating industry when international flight became available to everyone. Suddenly, nobody needs to travel by sea anymore. Well, we're facing an even greater change, possibly. That career that you think only you can do. Or even you think only a human can do. It's now back on the negotiation table. There are possibly an app or a program that's right now figuring out how to do your job better than you do. Everything may change. And if we get to a point where overpopulation makes it unfeasible for us to spend time together in groups because of passing on diseases, if you have a job that requires face to face contact, you're possibly. On the chopping block as well this is not to scare you and i'm certainly not trying to cause a panic i'm trying to inspire you to look outside the box and think okay maybe having all my eggs in one basket being completely committed to a single safe way of living is actually dangerous it makes me very fragile and vulnerable to massive changes Many of you listening to this, you have skills, but they're not transferable. If the thing you use your skills for is taken away, you can't use them anywhere else. There are people listening to this who are untravelled. They're unprepared to have to move house, or constantly move house. People who aren't prepared to go live in a different country, speak another language. Though that might be forced upon you in the near future. Most of all, there are people listening to this Well, maybe not many because it's a self-development podcast, but there's few who have fixed mindsets during a time when, more than ever before, we need to be flexible. We need to be holding our beliefs and our commitments lightly, being prepared to drop them and change them when circumstances demand that we do that. So today I want to discuss what I think are some of the key skills and concepts for surviving the future of humanity overall there's a few things one being able to quickly change plans relying on a long-term plan of any kind is foolish during these times we can't even tell how much technology is going to change in the next year let alone five years or ten years the rate of change is so rapid that What you think is impossible today might be doable tomorrow and for sale next week. That's how quickly it's happening. It used to be you could rely on a very slow rate of change with technology. but These days, because of the help of computers, we're making advancements quicker than the mind can comprehend. So you have to be able to quickly let go of plans, no matter how long-term they are, no matter how good they seemed to be it's kind of like a gamble. If you see yourself losing the hand, you need to be able to walk away from the table, even though you've already invested a lot. A lot of people have sunk cost fallacy, they really struggle to let go of something they've invested in that is a dangerous mindset to have for our future, you need to be willing to lose it all when it's proven to be an unworthy investment. And that's in all areas of life. Your career, your country, your language, your physical abilities, your diet, these are all things that you might have to drop your plans in because they become unfeasible. Flexibility with location and work, that's going to be a huge one. The ability to quickly change your job and where you live. Those who aren't able to do this, the people who are minimalistic and you know, widely skilled going to be left behind. Imagine if you had to evacuate your home tomorrow. How easy would that be for you to do? Would it be simply packing a bag and jumping in the car? Or would it be a strenuous, painful exercise? Or would it even seem impossible? Because of the amount of stuff you have and the amount of things that you're tied up in. Your commitments and subscriptions and deals and financial commitments. those of you who are anchored and locked down to various things you're going to really struggle in the future because at some point someone's going to ask you to move and move quickly and the same like i said earlier about your job are you prepared for your job to suddenly overnight become completely obsolete you don't have a job anymore how quickly could you recover from that because if it would destroy you then you're in trouble and you need to work on that before it happens. Another overall factor is having a wide range of skills, particularly advanced social skills and leadership. We'll talk about that more in a bit. But those of you who do not function well socially, who are unable to lead, to create connections, build relationships, I think you most of all are gonna suffer in the future if you don't work on that stuff. The future is going to require cooperation, it's going to force us to segment into groups you're unable to participate in that process, you are going to be left out. And a wide range of skills, not just social, but other skills allows you to be more adaptable. Can you move from one industry to another? Can you quickly learn new things? Are you capable with both your mind and your body? It doesn't actually matter so much what the range of skills are, as long as there's a range, as long as you have a wide variety of skills, that will mean that your brain is trained to do a lot of different things, which means it's adaptable and flexible, can quickly learn something from scratch, it can quickly change as needed. Somebody who's only ever been academic or only ever been creative and artistic or only ever been an engineer, they're going to struggle if the world requires them to switch completely to another area. But if you have a little bit of engineering and a little bit of artistic creativity and a little bit of social skills and a little bit of academic intelligence, you'll be able to maneuver your way around the world a lot easier. And finally, you need to be up to date with using technology, calling yourself a technophobe and avoiding keeping up to date because you think the younger generation are stupid or whatever, that just doesn't fly anymore. Particularly when it comes to technology around communication. Keep up or be left behind. It doesn't mean you have to be actively involved or even enjoy it. It doesn't mean you have to have a Facebook account and a TikTok and a Twitter and all that crap. It just means you need to understand it. We already have world leaders and politicians using Twitter to communicate. So if you're not on Twitter, then you're not following world leaders. That's probably something to remedy, yeah? These are the people who will decide your fate. Maybe you should be checking out what they're doing, keeping tabs on them. But general technology, you know, what I foresee in the future, the combination of artificial intelligence and robotics will mean that the role humans play will be minor. We will be filling the gaps in artificial intelligence and robotics. So you need to understand both of those to be able to fill those gaps. If you are a technophobe, and the mere thought of electronics scares you, you know, overlords, they're gonna have no use for you. And maybe that's being a bit conspiracy theorist, but not too far fetched. If you really keep up to date with the field of robotics and technology and listen to the top scientists in that field, it's on its way. This isn't a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. Are you going to be able to integrate with the machines? Or are you going to be obsolete? So Let's break this down a little bit further into the key skills. I think you need to be working on right now to create an insurance for the future. Number one, be adaptable to the unknown. Fear of the unknown doesn't cut it anymore. It's not a valid excuse. If you have a fear, you need to conquer it. You need to be somebody who thrives in the unknown, somebody who does well with spontaneity and problem solving in the moment, who can willingly and enthusiastically take on new challenges, start new things. You need to be trained in problem solving without planning or guidance. Be thrown into a situation where you don't know what you're doing and quickly figure it out. That's the kind of skill set that's going to serve you well. If you're the kind of person who likes to keep routines and structures and do the same thing and the status quo and avoid newness and just do what you know and do it well, you're fucked in the future because it's probably going to be this constant change thing. We're going to go from a swimming pool to surfing waves. And if you don't know how to quickly adapt to each new wave, you're going to get drowned. So at this point, you should already be regularly, willingly exposing yourself to new situations and training experiences. Every day, you should be doing something in which you're a beginner. It can be as simple as an app like Elevate, which I use each morning, which asks me to solve random problems, mathematical, written, speaking problems. So every day, I'm having to solve problems like I'm back in school, just to make sure I don't lose that ability. It can be about going to new hobbies, making sure that you're always in the beginner class for something. So you're constantly refreshing your brain's ability to learn something from zero. It can be as simple as driving a different way to work every day. So you're having to solve the problem of directions and new roads and pay attention to what's going on. It's about breaking out of autopilot patterns as much as possible, doing things in new ways. Even just wiping your ass with the other hand for a day. Little things like that, as stupid as that sounds, put you in a position where your brain is constantly working out its problem-solving mechanism. Making sure that if you are one day unwillingly thrown into a new, spontaneous, unknown situation, you're prepared for it. You've been training for this. Not just being exposed to the unknown, but also developing a wide range of skills so that there isn't that much unknown left for you anymore, where most situations remind you of another situation you've already been in. And I think this is where hobbies plays a huge role. To constantly put down and pick up new hobbies, to develop this wide range of abilities, from learning how to code and program, through to archery, through to carpentry through to dancing finger painting it doesn't really matter what the hobbies are as long as there's a wide range of them as long as your brain is constantly having to go well i've never done anything like this before so let's learn the basics and the foundations and the principles because when you learn the foundation let's say of something like dancing you learn the foundations of dancing it doesn't matter what style of dance hip-hop salsa bachata doesn't matter The foundations will give you a basic foundation that applies to nearly all things physical. You'll find that it's now easier to do martial arts. It's now easier to do gymnastics. Dancing gives you a foundation that is widely applicable physically. The same with, say, doing art. If you go and do a lot of art classes, suddenly you'll find you have the basic foundations for all things that require hand-to-eye coordination, or all things that require visualization. And that's a lot of things. Learning a new language teaches you a lot of foundations around communication, around understanding even human psychology and culture. That will serve you well. So it doesn't really matter what you do as long as there's a range. There should be academic things, there should be creative artistic things, there should be technological, practical, hands-on things, there should be physical things mix it up get a wide range going it doesn't matter if you're not really into it and you don't follow it through all the way to the end. you can pick things up and put them down because the point is not to stick to one thing the point is to get a wide range of skills to become used to things and to see the kind of the matrix of foundations beneath all skills the key here is you don't wait for the unknown you create it you initiate it you're constantly looking for a new opportunity to throw yourself into the deep end of something unknown and unfamiliar and to keep doing that until that feels normal and comfortable to do. So try new hobbies, travel alone, enter new social groups, put yourself in testing situations like navigating home without using your GPS. Constantly put yourself in these uncomfortable new situations just to get comfortable with the uncomfortable you don't know how you're going to use it in the future but I guarantee you will have to use it those of you who are not comfortable with the unfamiliar those of you who avoid newness and learning and unfamiliar experiences the future we don't know what it's going to be but we know it's going to be full of that this coronavirus thing great example of that nobody saw this coming nobody knew what to do about it yet some people thrived while most others suffered. And the people who thrived didn't know shit about coronavirus. That wasn't what their skill was. Their skill was adaptability. Unfamiliarity. Dealing with the unknown quickly. Problem solving quickly. Learning quickly. That was what got them through this. Now, apart from being adaptable to the unknown, more specifically around your career and providing income and finances, essentially you need to be able to work independently. We're coming to an age where relying on somebody else for your paycheck is becoming increasingly dangerous. It used to be the safe thing. It is not the safe thing anymore. It used to be risky to start your own business. Now it's essential. If you do not have your own income stream managed, if somebody else is relied upon to put food on your table, you are courting disaster. Think of all the businesses that had to shut down because of coronavirus. Did you still get paid? If you did, lucky you, because a lot of people didn't. A lot of people had to dip into their savings now. A lot of people are going to be taking a pay cut. Why? Because the company couldn't handle it, not because you couldn't. You do not want to be in a position where your source of income is so fragile what this means for what we know right now online business the one thing that we can see when it comes to surfing the wave of technology is that if you have a business that functions well online you're ahead of the game so far now this may change in the future i'm speaking from 2020 by 2030 there might not be an internet or something but being able to create a business that functions online is about learning the skill of combining your income with keeping up to date with technology. Most importantly, it means about learning how to work independently, to be a consultant or a contractor or a freelancer or an entrepreneur, someone who doesn't rely on the company for a paycheck. You know, it's interesting the way the economy works because there really is no reason to, to believe that everyone can't be self-employed. We work in companies and yet we haven't questioned this for a long time, we think it's needed. But there really is no reason why everyone can't be a freelance contractor, even if it means working in groups from time to time or doing big projects in groups. There's no reason why you need to be loyal to a single company. We've been convinced of that and because of that we give up a huge portion of our paycheck to some invisible company who profits off our suffering. And there's a chance it won't work in the future, or if it does, it will be a kind of slavery, where everyone will work for make like three big companies that control the whole world: Amazon, Facebook, and Microsoft. We'll all be slaves who can't work independently. If we start all working independently now, we can prevent that future from happening. Multiple income streams. Most people have all of their income come from a single source, so if somebody was to cut that source off, they starve to death. That's not a safe way to be, is it? It used to be safe. Now it's incredibly dangerous. In fact, I wonder if it was ever safe to do it that way. Ask anyone who's been made redundant unexpectedly if that's a safe way to be. Multiple income streams. It doesn't take much, but just have at least, I would say, at least three sources of income. It might be one main job and a couple of side hustles. It might be... Three part-time jobs. It might be three small businesses that you run on your own. It could be a mixture of anything. But if you have three income streams, you'll notice the difference mentally. You'll feel safer. Knowing that, hey, if one of them falls, my life doesn't collapse completely. Now, think about it this way. If you've got one real-life job and two online businesses, you're covered. If anything was to fall, you've got at least one thing that's probably going to hold you up and get you through the tough period until you figure out how to solve that problem. But more importantly than the type of work you do is the skill set. You need a diverse skill set. You need to constantly be training and learning and upgrading your skills. If you're only good at driving trains and one day they figure out a computer program that drives trains better than humans ever could, what are you going to do? There's nothing that really drives like a train. So that's all you've got. But let's say you're good at driving all sorts of things. You can drive trains and bulldozers and trucks and motorbikes. Then straight away you're in a safer position. But even just being good at driving in general isn't enough. You should also be good at leadership and design and cooking. It doesn't really matter, like I said, what the diverse skill set is. As long as it's a a broad enough range that if one of these things is taken away from you, you're able to quickly flick over to something else. That will protect you for the big unexpecteds that are bound to be happening in your future. Some of you listening to me right now have put all your eggs in one basket with a single skill set and a single job. And within the next five to ten years, it's going to be completely taken away from you you won't be able to find it anywhere on the planet. We don't know exactly which ones these are going to be, but if you do a Google search, you'll actually find like top future predictions for jobs that are going to be obsolete in the future. You might want to check that out because there's a scary load of them. A lot in the medical field, a lot in the engineering field. Basically, anything that we do with our hands that a robot could probably do better. Yeah, there's a lot. It's terrifying. I feel quite good being a coach because. I'm pretty sure it'll be quite some time before a computer can do coaching. But I'm also open to the idea that it probably could. You know, we've already got computers that have passed the Turing test. It's only a matter of time before they can start giving therapy. So coaching's definitely on the chopping block at some point in the future. So if you're doing something like driving an Uber, God, you're one of the first to go. You think self-driving cars are that far away? We've already got them. So you need a diverse skill set. You need to think, if my whole industry was taken away, what would I do the next day? And if you have an answer for that, good. If not, get an answer for that. And what I'd really seriously recommend is you focus on leadership and people skills. It should be quite some time before we don't need that anymore. I mean, just look at what happened with the coronavirus. Look at how poor the leaders around the world responded to that. They were unprepared, they were either authoritative, or they were in denial of the science, or they panicked like children. I mean, the world is sorely lacking in strong leadership. We've we've become accustomed to poor politicians, you know. Have you noticed that around the world, we're constantly arguing about who to vote for, and nobody's stepping back and going, holy shit, they're all awful. Like, none of these people are leaders. They're managers at best. But we're used to just having this really crappy pool to choose from. And, I mean, the great example has got to be the what happened in the United States when you had to choose between Trump and Hillary. They're both terrible, right? They're both awful choices for the leadership of an entire country. Both of them severely underqualified, underskilled, with the wrong psychology. And that's the state of the world we've gotten to. You too. you know, you guys in America are arguing about who's best out of those two, without realizing, hey, you don't even have a good option. You're so used to choosing between the the crappy options, and that's that's true of almost every country around the world. Most countries' leaders leaders are just inadequate, untrained. There's a gap that needs to be filled, and I think almost anyone can learn to be at least an adequate leader better than most of the world leaders and some of you have a natural talent that if nurtured would turn you into great leaders you'd be one of the memorable ones have you noticed how long it's been since we had a great leader like gandhi or mandela or martin luther king even i don't know abraham lincoln napoleon bonaparte you know there's been all these kind of memorable names historical now because there hasn't been any in a long time. Winston Churchill maybe was the last one. So you've got to think about yourself like maybe you're the next one. And I'll tell you what, if you are, you've got the safest career in the world. Because it's going to be a long time before we've outgrown the need for strong leaders and people with great people skills. Think of all the managers you've ever had, just how crap most of them were at the job. Either they were too meek and non-confrontational to keep order, or they're too harsh and authoritative to be loved, or they just looked out for themselves and let the team suffer. Most of the leaders you've had have been crap, right? Because people aren't working on leadership skills, they work on technical skills. And technical skills are not the future. The future is social skills, people skills, the ability to lead. There are courses, there are training, you can get coaching with people like myself to learn how to become a great leader. Simon Sinek, follow his work. Put yourself in a position where you lead projects or run groups. Become the person that people will turn to in tough times, and tough times will actually be to your advantage. Plus you get to help everyone else. Win fucking win. And finally that brings me to the last point I wanted to make about you know being prepared for the future. It's kind of a bit more of a survivalist one but the ability to protect and provide do you understand the basics of growing food building a shelter starting a fire hunting because if you don't i want you to to let go of your naivety you're living in an age where let's say you're under the age of 40 right now you're probably going to live long enough to see a potential massive apocalypse for human beings. Not that we'll all die out necessarily, but with a big enough catastrophe in terms of technology, we could return to the Stone Age. I know that sounds extreme, but we've even had a taste of this with coronavirus, you know? We've had a taste of how quickly the whole world can shut down. Now imagine, as crazy as it might sound, Imagine if some terrorist organization figured out a way to destroy the internet. Imagine what would happen if somebody sent out missiles to kill all our satellites. It's not that far-fetched. Okay. And that would devastate us. Technology speaking, we're all kind of on this foundation of sand. Think about how many people use a microwave and yet have no idea how it works. How many people plug their phone into a charger and yet have no understanding of how to create electricity? Think about how few of us actually know how the shit works. What if those few people were to disappear or to refuse to help us anymore? What would happen if you had to provide and create your own electricity, your own technology? Could you do it? Probably fucking not, right? There are already countries in the world that do not have access or at least do not have wide ranging access to electricity, to the internet. They survive. The tragedy is, these are the people we look down on, we call them third world, and we use words like poverty or primitive. Yet if technology comes crashing down, they're the ones who are going to survive, not us. They won't even notice it happened. We on the other hand, won't even know how to feed ourselves. It's not just about learning those skills for practical reasons, it's quite possible that you'll never need to use them, but it's about learning the skills for your own sense of confidence, for psychological well-being, to know that, hey, if you took everything away from me, I will survive. I'll be able to grow food, I can shelter myself from the elements, I can defend myself and family from wild animals or from other humans who have lost their minds. You know, would you survive the zombie apocalypse (laughs) kind of thing? There's courses and they're fun, they're a great way to meet people and they're fun to do where you can learn these basic skills and it'll help you get in touch with that kind of core of humanity that we've lost with our growth of technology. Get you in touch with nature again, to be able to look at a plant and know whether or not you can eat it. To be able to look at an animal and know whether or not it's dangerous to you. To be able to take two pieces of wood and create a fire for warmth or to structure pieces of wood to protect you from the elements. You might never need to use this stuff, but it will help you to become the human who's going to handle our future. Martial arts, weapons training. We can see as the population grows, it's predicted to be, I think, 10 billion by 2030. We're already pretty fucking crowded at 7 billion. I remember there was a time in my life where there was 3.5 billion, and I thought that was fucking crowded. Now you've got countries with people crawling all over each other like ants. People don't do too well being pushed close together for a long period of time. We're not a particularly tolerant species. It's only a matter of time before this sparks into violence. In fact, it's already happening all over the world. I don't need to predict that. Just look at the Middle East. Are you prepared for violence? Because if not, you're going to feel very unsafe as time goes on. We can already see, I mean, just look at what happened with the toilet paper rolls in the United States where everybody lost their minds and thought for some reason that they were going to spend a lot of time wiping their ass i mean i saw one video online of this like younger lady basically beating up an elderly woman to steal the last roll of toilet paper from her are you prepared for how crazy humans are because we are that crazy yeah we are not a rational species as much as we like to think we are when shit hits the fan It becomes dog eat dog. And people with martial arts and weapons training are going to be the bigger dogs. So when you think about your family and friends and loved ones who you want to protect from the crazies. Understand the crazies will do things you don't believe possible. It's amazing what human beings are capable of. They will bite each other's throats out when pushed into a corner. Are you trained? Do you do Krav Maga? Do you know how to handle a firearm? You know how to handle a blade. Do you know how to take care of yourself medically? Can you stitch a wound? Can you uh, apply an IV drip? Do you know CPR? Not only are these skills fun to learn, and again, uh, kind of great hobbies, at least briefly, to contribute in the ways that I've already talked about, you might actually need to use these things later on. Look at what happened with coronavirus: hospitals shutting down. What are people doing about medical care? They're just Suffering because nobody knows how to treat themselves. Nobody has any basic medical care training. Well, this training's available to you. You don't need to go and do a three-year nursing degree. You can go do a weekend course on on CPR. There's YouTube videos. You can practice stitching up an orange. Next time you cut yourself, see if you can treat the wound yourself. You know, <laughs> maybe don't take that advice. Definitely don't take me to court for giving that advice. But you know what? Most of all. Social skills. I can't emphasize that enough. It's high functioning groups and leaders. Who are going to thrive the most. In the future. There's a very real chance. According to people like. you know Futurists like Yuval Harari. And neuroscientists like Sam Harris. You know, there's a re- very real chance. That the rich and poor divide. Will get ever greater. And one day there will be. Essentially an elite race of humans. Who dominates the rest. I mean, essentially, that already exists. This is not some conspiracy theory. There are already the billionaires who control mostly everything. And then there's the rest of us. Well, what happens when those billionaires are the only ones who can afford technology? What happens when they plug themselves into the machines and become semi-gods? And the rest of us are still basic primates. The only way we're going to function in, in a dystopian future like that is if we're able to form Solid working units, groups, you know, rebellions are built on the functioning of powerful leaders and high functioning groups. So, are you somebody who has the social skills to either work well in a group or to lead and create groups? Because you're more likely to survive than the rest. (laughs) It's funny as I hear myself say it, it sounds so extreme. It sounds like I've got some conspiracy theory friends and they just sound like nutters to me now I'm starting to sound like one of them. But you've got to understand, this is not based on some YouTube video. This is based on some of the most intelligent scientists in the world and their predictions. And it's based on what's already happening here today. We've already seen how the world responded to the coronavirus. Do you think that's going to be the last virus to burn through us? We've already seen how the world leaders respond to war and fights over resources like oil. You can see, you don't need to be a genius to predict how that's going to keep going if you add artificial intelligence and robotics to it. Once the government has drones that can think for themselves, how do you think they're going to use them? What's the effect going to be? Once companies like Amazon completely dominate, not just one market, but all of them. I mean, Amazon provides everything from physical products, through to books, movies, and entertainment. I mean, what can't they do? Who can compete with Amazon now? Are you prepared for Amazon to be the only company? Because once it's the only company, it will also be the main political force. It will make the decisions for governments around the world because it will have all the money. Are you ready for Jeff Bezos to be the leader of the free world? You know? These things are not ridiculous, they're already in effect. They are already in front of us. Now you can either be someone who works well with these things. That rides the wave rather than drowning. Or you can be one of the others who gets left behind. Just like all evolutionary process. Survival of the fittest. There are species who no longer exist. Because they couldn't keep up. Well I think we're going to see an evolution within the species. They're going to be the humans who keep up and the ones who don't. We've already had this. You know, Homo sapiens is just one of many primate species that battled for dominance a few hundred thousand years ago. The other ones didn't make it. Neanderthals or whatever, the other ones. They were there too. There was a period of time where there was overlap. There's suspicion that we killed them off. It's probably possible. But the point being is, we're coming up to such rapid growth in technology and population climate change where it's only a matter of time before the kind of the bubble bursts and some make it and the rest don't and i don't think we need to guess who's going to make and who won't there's certain skill sets that will do well in such an environment and certain mindsets and skill sets that will not particularly those that are inflexible rigid conservative you don't need to be rich and powerful to survive You just need to be adaptable. So instead of hoping that things will get better, realize that things always go hard for all species since the beginning of time. You will be tested. It's innate in the evolutionary process where the environment constantly weeds out the weakest. So you can't hope for things to get better. They will always get harder. Always. They've been getting harder since the dawn of time. So you need to swim or sink, you need to keep up or get left behind. Within anything that seems like a disaster or a crisis, there are also key messages and opportunities. We're being taught something by the Coronavirus right now. We're being shown the way, we're being shown who does well and who doesn't, and we need to learn from that information. Look around you at your friends, family, your community. Who did well and who struggled? What's the difference? Who do you know who was at the supermarket screaming and ranting over some Kleenex? Some toilet paper? And who was at home just laughing, having a good time because they're already well prepared for this? What's the difference? Because it isn't about toilet paper. It's about something else. Something deeper. Something psychological. Ask yourself, who would thrive? In these situations, who would thrive if artificial intelligence took over 90% of jobs? Who would thrive if a massive disease forced us all to stay home and away from each other? Who would thrive if technology completely bombed and we had no internet anymore? And figure out what it would mean to become that person. Get coaching from someone like myself, hint, hint. Or mentoring, go to training courses, hang around people if you're allowed to. (laughs) That know what they're doing look for the people who did well with this disaster and particularly don't don't look at the outside extravagances of their life their wealth or anything like that look at their psychology what allowed them to thrive why is it that some millionaires go bankrupt and then they're a millionaire again within a couple of months what do they know because it's not an advantage financially it's a psychological advantage these are the kinds of people who do well in these situations. Those are my thoughts anyway. I'm not much of a futurist. This is mostly based on the works of people like Yuval Harari, Bill Gates, Sam Harris. The people who I trust are on the, kind of got their finger on the pulse. And are giving accurate feedback as to what's happening now and what it says for our future. They're not conspiracy theorists. They're scientists. Or they're massively successful businessmen, or whatever their leaders. So love to know your thoughts, Dan at brojo.org. Of course, I'm here to help any of you become more adaptable. I think I've figured it out for myself, I will be tested, of course, but you know, I have multiple streams of income, I work from a computer, and if that's not available to me, I can do the same work face to face. I've developed my leadership skills. and Right now I'm doing the physical aspects of it got my first archery course next week so I can learn how to hunt with a bow and arrow and after that I plan to learn how to build a fire and determine which plants are safe to eat and learn CPR and all that stuff so I still got a lot of work to go on the physical side of things but I've got a couple of the other areas sorted out and I'm on my way to getting the whole package I think anyone can do this really most of us have at least an hour a week to put into this I think it can be done Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next time. Cheers.